Since you rock and rolled, or since I felt anything, Ooh. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Those weeks where you're just like, I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah, yeah. lots of breathing. Barely. I don't mm. even know if I'm breathing or not. You must be. Uh, I mean, yeah. your complexion's all right. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You, Doesn't really look, change. I mean, you look yeah. all right. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm never. You know, it's not great. I'm, it doesn't get any better, guys. <laughs> okay. Well. Doesn't matter how much sun. No. Yeah, no. I'm yeah. just. Uh, I don't want to see a tan ginger. Translucent. That's true. Tan ginger is not S- a good it look. It sounds like a, a country. <laughs> <laughs> Tangiers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I wonder if that's why they named it that. Maybe. It's just a bunch of. Lindsay Lohan's. I don't want to ever Wait. do a podcast <laughs> where we don't somehow bring up Lindsay Lohan. I, I just was just thinking that about that. Really? I was like. Have I, have we, have, yeah. I think we have. Did we just start out talking about I her? hope so. I mean, it's been, I know Ariana Grande has made like too many appearances. Mm. Wait, so she subtweeted to... him today and I haven't read about it yet. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm so glad you said what that. What does subtweet mean? Oh, you explain that while I'm looking this up. It means when you say something about somebody, but not to them, but they right. know that you're talking about them, but you didn't like reference them. Got so it. like, yeah. So it's like, you it's know. It's the side eye of tweeting. Yeah. yeah. Posting on Facebook when you're like, I'm just really sad today. Yeah, it's like when you're in high school and someone you're standing in your locker tell, uh, talking to your friends mm-hmm. when you don't like walks by and you say something mean like about them loud enough that you know they'll hear it, but you weren't talking to them. Yeah, that's subtweeting. And you don't say their name. No, no, no. You're not talking. To yeah, like, but you want them to hear it. And then this fat bitch. Yeah, exactly. And then if they turn around, you're just kind of like, I don't know. I, I wasn't, wasn't talking, talking about, about you. you. Why would I even talk about you? Yeah, you understand subtweeting now. I do. I spend so much time on Twitter for work and I, well, I guess you're not being petty guess, on there. You're no, doing it for I'm work. doing it for work. So yeah. we shouldn't subtweet no. other venues or yeah. whatever. That's don't, true. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> They're not paying you to be petty. Mm-mm. So what happened? Apparently there were some jokes made and she was like, thank you. Next. And then a, mi- a minute later, she was like, for somebody who claims to hate relevancy, you should love clinging to it. Huh? Ooh. Okay, well. That's uh That's a little weak sauce. I mean, that that one literally depends on how many of your friends are in the room. Cuz if it's less than 3, that's going to fall flat. Mm. Yeah, Team Vogue did though. <laughs> well, Team Vogue will. Yeah. Team Vogue is uh analyzing their this. target demographic. Mm-hmm. I get their emails yeah. uh, a lot. Yeah, well, during 2016, they were doing like the best political Absolutely. coverage. Absolutely. Yeah. Of Really? Yes. yes. It was the weirdest That's thing. That's so cool. But yeah. I got on their uh, mailing list, and honestly, I haven't regretted it once. No. They've <laughs> been once. killing it on all fronts. Um, well, fuck. It makes me happier for the youth today. I need to change my subscription from Marie Claire to Teen Vogue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's Marie Claire doing for you? Oh, I don't know. Mm. It all goes See? to my mom's house. My oh. aunt got me, or my cousin got me a subscription. Is Teen Vogue print? Do they it even is, have a right? print? I mean, I know it used to be, but like, I think they're just online now. They were. Yeah, they were in print. I don't know anymore. Yeah, I mean. Rebel Wilson said fine. she's the fir- first plus size romantic comedy lead. She's, she's the wrong. Fart. That's what you. Yeah. She is the fart. She's the fart. 
Oh yeah, she's wrong. Well, who who is? Well, Queen Latifah's pictured next to her, so um, I assume. Let's Got it. take it back to what John Waters and say Ricky Lake. Yeah. When she starred yeah. in Hairspray. Yeah. The good hairspray. The very good hairspray. Uh, the OH. <laughs> Fall weather calls for bejeweled berets. Can I do this every time? No, this is not your story. <laughs> Just this is not what we talk teen about. Vogue. <laughs> this is Teen Vogue email. Not it. You're, this is Weird Brunch. You're dragging podcast. us in a direction that's only going to make yeah. us more popular, and we don't want We're it. We're going to pull it back. Yeah. Okay, well, I just want you guys to know that a new Noah Centineo movie is coming sooner than you think. I don't know how to say that dude's name. New, new what? Who? I don't know. Noah's. This is. A, I don't I'm know sorry. who that I'm is. Noah Centineo. Mm. I'm going to Joe just... Maglin and Dono. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Joe Very... Madlin and Dono. <laughs> <laughs> Joe La Madeleine. Joe Magnets oui. on the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we. Uh, yeah i'm gonna just start feeling really old really fast if we don't start talking okay about yeah history let's talk about history ancient history i'm whitney lamond i'm karina magyar <laughs> i'm lisa friedrich what <laughs> now what no just say and this is weird brunch instead of and laughing. this is weird brunch yes. not, teen teen vogue. not teen vogue Brunch. But Harry Styles and Timothy Chalamet say part of being masculine is being vulnerable and feminine. Of course, those two said that. Shut <laughs> up. God. Okay. I'm sorry. Now I'm Go done. Go back to your. Story Did they really say that, that part of being masculine over. is being feminine? Because I think we're maybe going a little too far there. Yes. That's that's literally not how words work. No. No. And See? I hate to be that person, but. Teen Vogue will give you the things that you need to move on with your life. All right, moving on with I our life. I feel like you can't move on, though. I've moved on. Now I'm in my Google Docs. Okay. Okay. What's the hot goss in your Google, Google no, Docs? Don't we'll do it. Later. She's like, it's more from Teen Vogue. Just I just saved. copied and saved it in yeah. my Google Doc so I can look at it at it's work. It's just a bunch of pictures of uh, Pete Davidson's tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> You've got like a whole Evernote thing dedicated to pete davidson tattoos mm-hmm. i was about to go down a whole um what's who's going first tonight, today karina's <laughs> first oh okay well you remember a couple of weeks ago you told a story about disneyland yeah about people's heads getting chopped off yeah that was pretty rad mm-hmm. thanks for doing that mm-hmm. uh you remember how you got to go because you won a, the trip mm-hmm. that's in, what i've been told yes in the mcdonald's game so that reminded me that because we're special and unique you lucky. are. You are. You're very lucky. You are more lucky than you know to have won anything in that game because it was totally rigged for 15 years. Maybe we didn't win it. Yeah, no, you did, probably won did. it because it probably was like a small enough prize that it didn't get rigged out of circulation. But all the major prizes in the McDonald's Monopoly game were like taken out of circulation for 15 years and they finally got busted. Like, not that long ago. Well, I know I got a small fry at some point. Yeah. That's a sick deal. That's Thank pretty you. awesome. Did yeah. you get it on a package of large fries? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The side of a Coke. Yeah. That's the American dream right there. So this guy named Jerome Paul Jacobson really wanted to be... <laughs> I wanted Ooh. his last name to be Monopoly Guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be awesome. He kind of was the Monopoly Guy. So he wanted to be a cop. He was one of those people. Dream. 
Uh, but he kind of couldn't be because he, well, he was like in the cops in Florida. In the in cops. The cops? <laughs> yeah, he was in the cops. Cops is where Flor- Florida he was filmed? In, he was in nope. The- this is, nope. <laughs> this is all. Man, we are off to a really fun start, this one. He was in the Florida cops somewhere. And anyway, he hurt his wrist like three years in and he had to be decopped. Jerking off too much. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Uh, Sick burn. So then somehow he got like paralysis and he got like some rare neurological disorder. Anyway, he couldn't be a cop anymore. They were like, we'll take almost anybody, but you're, you're a little messed up. So he moved to Atlanta and then a couple jobs later, he finds uh, security jobs. He starts doing that ex-cop thing for this place called Dittler Brothers. And Dittler Brothers had the business of making Dents. McDonald's the Monopoly game? game pieces. He worked his way up. What a weird fucking job. Yeah, yeah. he worked his so way they up. Printed the stickers. They do printed they do the stickers. Else? A little baby. A lot of other things. Like they did a lot of oh, contest okay. type things with like pull off stickers, scratch offs. Like that was the thing that they made. So he works his way up through security, and he eventually becomes the head of security. Um, and he loves his job. He's got his hair slicked back. Are we selfieing each other right now? No. Okay. are we reading teen vogue it's fine do what you gotta do so he would arrive at 5 a.m at the job and he would watch this supercomputer this is like in the 1980s and they had to have supercomputers make all of the special game stickers and then the ones that were like million dollar winners got put in special sealed envelopes and they were given to him and he had to have somebody shadow him even if he went to the bathroom to make sure he didn't do anything nefarious it was literally like putting it into a briefcase and handcuffing it to his wrist type security why hasn't this been made into a movie Mm, i don't know honestly because it gets even better so he he is in charge of taking it to the package manufacturers where he would slip it when nobody was looking into one of the stacks of packages that was going to a random part in the u.s okay so even he didn't know like he'd go to the french fry stacks of folded french fry boxes and like slip it in there and then it would get pressed on there and like that was supposed to be how they would randomize these magic big winners with this broken wrist ex-cop dude yeah this broken wrist ex-cop dude and he like thought he was a gift to all the women and uh, he was making good money, like almost six figures in the 80s. But he was also like way into having a psychic and always up for get rich quick schemes. So like he knew like he had the good life, but like lifestyles that are rich and famous were just beyond his He reach. had a psychic? He had a psychic, a fortune teller, a local Atlanta fortune teller who he'd go see once a week. He'd leave work early and then she would like tell him what's coming to him. And like she kept telling him great wealth was on his horizon. And he was like really excited and eager for that to happen. Do you happen. think fortune teller, I'm sorry, I've got a thing just happened in my head. Do you okay. think that they feel like their job is to keep people waking up the next day? Yeah, like they're like emergency shrinks. Yeah, like you go yeah. there just and they're like, great wealth is coming your way. Love is happening for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, don't kill yourself. Things are going to get better. Like, right. There, it's never like, man, you are going to get bad cancer. I've gotten a bad fortune. I you have, have too. Or? Me too. Really? Yeah. I got a really bad palm rating once. I almost slapped the guy. 
I had my tarot cards read at a thing at the Mohawk one time. The girl laid them out and was like, I'm just going to shuffle these again. These are kind of bad. And I was like, okay. And she did it again. And then I got more bad cards and she did a reading and I was like, cool. Uh, I guess I'm fucked then. Oh man. Yeah. So, so this guy was yeah. fated for reals to have great things because fortune tellers never lie. Apparently. That's true. Otherwise we would have not have gotten bad fortunes with our amazing lives. Yeah. I've got Look at our amazing lives. <laughs> Sam, there's maybe something. I don't know. Okay. Sure. Sure. So one day in 1989, he sneaks a $25,000 instant winner into his sock and takes it Ooh. to the family picnic. Doesn't sound like fate to me. And hands it Sounds to Sounds like foot. And hands it to his stepbrother just to like prove he can. And everybody's really impressed. And that makes Jerome Paul Jacobson feel real good of course so then he decides Jerome. to take a ten thousand dollar instant winner and offer it to his butcher at the grocery store because they're like buds and he gives it to him and the butcher gives him two thousand dollars for you know commission and he realizes Bingo. oh i can make money selling the instant winners and getting some of the proceeds why back. couldn't he just say that he went to a mcdonald's and got that because he's entrusted with it like they watch him. He he can't claim any of these yeah, prizes because he he's can't. the head of security. Like the likely, like he's automatically going to. So wait, be McDonald's employees can't win this shit either. Probably no. no, they're not eligible, and he's not a McDonald's well, employee, but he's in charge of making yeah. sure that these get out into the world randomly. So if he wins one, he's automatically suspected. Yeah, yeah, this sucks. as he should be. So. And there's a lot of theft going on and he's in charge of stopping the theft. So he knows all the ways these pieces could be stolen. Mm -hmm. And like he's in charge of stopping that from happening. Well, guess who built in some back doors? So in the mid 90s, this cop, this, Jerome. this fake cop uh, started. He, he The first thing he did was in November of 1995, he took a million dollar ticket Woo. and uh, dropped it into a blank envelope and like nothing else in it. And sent it to the St. Jude's Research Hospital for Children in Tennessee Aww. as a donation. Aww. And it was just huge, like, what? where did this come from? And then they, like, verified it with McDonald's. McDonald's, like, yeah, it's real. And I guess it's yours. You know, you win it. And then when so, they found out, they were like, sorry, cancer children. We're taking that back. Well, here's the thing. He also that year found out that in a high-level meeting with executives, he was planning on randomizing it and then the computer came up with ping like put it in the stack for toronto and the mcdonald's people were like no, no no we can't have a canadian, canadian winner it's not as good media for us like that's just not a big market we need to keep it in the u.s so they just moved on to the next one instead of taking the one that came up right so he kept all the records of that in a special manila folder that he was like, if I ever get caught, I'm going to blow the it. lid off the fact that this shit's rigged. Jerome seems kind of intelligent. Yeah. So he's got it going on, know. right? And he's thinking about it. And then he realizes, okay, I got to be really careful. So he starts slowly finding people who he can trust. If he gives them a ticket, they'll give him money. And uh, he's looking for the right candidate to kind of start wandering. I'd fucking laundering. do that. Yeah. And he's sitting in the airport in Atlanta one day in 1995. And this guy sits next to him whose name is Gennaro Colombo. This is too... <laughs> no. 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 
Wow. And Columbo sits next to him and opens oh. up a purse full of $100 bills and then winks at him and says, Atlantic City. Uh, and Jerome's all automatically like, I love it. Uh, <laughs> Let's do business. Yes. Wait. So they're just chatting. They're just shooting the shit next to this like bragging mob guy. And he's like, tell you what, if I can give you a million dollar instant winner, can you give me some commish back? And he's like, yeah, let's run this racket. So this mob guy, Columbo, starts, he and his wife start circulating million dollar prize winners like amongst random people all throughout the South with all these like cloak and dagger instructions. Like you need to drive six mm-hmm. counties away from your house and then claim that you found it like slipped under you know the seat of your car and right. you don't remember exactly where you bought it but it must have been somewhere in south carolina on your road trip because everybody they were giving it to lived in the same county in atlanta okay so they were like trying to cover the tracks yeah um and it worked and it kept going and the money kept getting kicked back and all anybody ever knew was that these pieces were coming from somebody named uncle jerry and that's Jerome. Jerome became Uncle Jerry, rich Uncle Pennybags or whatever. <laughs> Pennybags. So he successfully runs this, including some other scams with like an M&M that you were supposed to find one gray M&M and that was worth a million dollars. So like I he would take the gray that. M&M and he would put it in his freezer and then he'd sh- like it, it got like whatever contest they were running. He always took the top prizes and funneled them through his mob connections to be dropped in the lap of people the mob was friendly mm-hmm. with. So the FBI figures some shit out. 90s mob sounds... I know. Real We're weak. taking down m and <laughs> It sounds so weak. It is. It's very, like, watered yeah. down, right? Yeah. Let's do this. They don't kill anyone anymore. They game the system. <laughs> uh, Columbus is getting uh, kind of unsteady and his wife is upset with him and she's threatening to blow the lid off of it so Columba. Uncle, so <laughs> <laughs> so uncle jerry decides you know i'm gonna like kind of slowly cut him out uh and then as he's doing that colombo dies in a car accident with a dodge viper or something that he bought mm-hmm. with the proceeds from this whole scam so like it starts to seem cursed by the way uncle jerry now owns six houses across the united states what? He is banking it. Yeah, he's like... That's six more houses than I own. He's I telling own. his job that he's just made some good real estate investments. He's been flipping houses or whatever, but he's really just buying mansions all over the country with the money he's making off selling million-dollar yeah. prize winners. Okay. Does he have a family? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jerome's got kids. But Columbo's gone, so now he's got to find somebody. So he's kind of like doing the same thing, just waiting until he meets the right person. He finally meets this guy in Colorado who's a Mormon shipping company owner. Okay. Who's fallen on desperate times with his trucking company. And he's like, hey, I know a way to like prop this up for you. Like you can take care of your people and all that. And he gets him involved. What trucking company? Uh, Heart trunking, trucking, something like that. Like AJRT? Yeah, I think so. Are you going to look him up? Mm-hmm. It gets, it it gets, I don't want to get into all the people who get involved in this. There's like literally dozens of people um, that there's somebody named Glomb. No. Who's like this gambler from Fort Lauderdale who gets involved. Uh, and he ended up going to jail for distributing 400 pounds of cocaine. So, you know, um, they, the FBI gets wind of it because the people who are winning 
mm-hmm. start to seem suspiciously connected. Yeah. And they all have really convoluted stories for how they got the game piece. No one remembers no one was where just it like, came from. I bu- yeah, it's like, okay. So they start working their way back up in uh, something called uh, Operation Final Answer. Ooh. That uh, sounds like some Hitler shit. Which was named after the fact that they figured this out during not a Monopoly game, but a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire game that worked uh, kind of the same way. So they ran Operation yes. Final Answer on it. And they start tracking it back and they get on to Uncle Jerry. But they're like, okay, we realize that's Uncle Jerry. It's Jerome who's doing this. But we need proof. So we're going to follow a game piece. We're going to figure out how he did it. And we're going to follow it all the way down to the source. We need to do a sting operation of the moment. Right. So instead of honoring a winner, we're going to like make a big deal out of it and kind of to catch a predator, this thing. Yeah. So. Oh, was it like some suburban mom? Mm-hmm. No. Well, no, it's somebody who was implicated because they knew what they were doing. Sure. They were cheating. But still, yeah. I would do that for my family. So like, Rhode Island. Oh. They get McDonald's cooperation on this because McDonald's is like, we need to just stop the game. We're like just leaking money out and it's not doing anything. This is gonna be bad publicity, but the FBI is like, no, 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 just let us catch one person and then we'll be able to shut them all up in jail. And McDonald's is like, cool. So they're like head of PR. What if McDonald's was like, fuck you, FBI. We're bigger than you. <laughs> I mean, they probably are. <laughs> they probably are. They probably own the FBI. Yeah. So they bring a giant cashier's check, a bunch of fucking balloons, yeah. spokesperson they camera that old man over there yeah they sent over like this attractive young lady they knock on the door of this guy named michael hoover who's this just like old single guy who'd called the hotline and say he accidentally won and uh and they sit down and he says he claimed the one million dollar prize and then they cuffed him and <gasps> they took the paper trail to court and they got everybody what they, like got them all threw them all in jail well, because they were like, congratulations, Michael find- Hoover. Turn yeah. everybody over. Yeah, you stole this yeah. ticket. And, and he's like, I didn't steal it. I got it from da 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 And they just all yeah. confessed right up the line. So they got him. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So here's the funny part, though. So to me, uh, first of all, why haven't I heard of this? Like, this seems like a big story. And it only happened. This went all the way through the 90s, like 1995 through like 2001. Like, wow. Yeah. That's recent. Why haven't I heard about this? The sting happened on September 9th, 2001. Oh. <laughs> Are you saying McDonald's orchestra is going to cover up the scam? Yes. Yes, I am definitely <laughs> saying that. And then here's the funnier Fuck part. Fuck you, FBI. Yeah. The only Just one they honored, said. the only one they kept paying out, because these are mostly annuities, the only one they kept oh, paying no. out was St. Jude's. They went Aww. ahead and did that. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say somebody who's Go make no. a family member. Uncle Jerry tried to blow the lid off the fact that they kept the game pieces out of Canada and blah, blah, blah. And he said, look, I've got proof that the whole thing was rigged. Right. And they're like, yeah, but you rigged it worse. Go to jail. Um, Do not. We <laughs> all hate Go. Canada, too. Yeah. Good news. And then the funny part was that McDonald's, to make good on it, just in case anybody's really pissed off at this and not know 9-11, um, was like, we're going to do something so random that it can't be rigged. We are going to use the next Monopoly game. People, our prize patrol is going to walk into a random store at a random time and walk up to a random person in line and tap them on the shoulder and boom, you won a million dollars. Like, we're sorry that all of you guys were playing this rigged game, so we're going to just give away... The same amount of $1 million tickets that got stolen in this thing. And we're just going to tap people on the shoulder. What? 
So uh, everyone hangs out in McDonald's forever. Well, yeah, they figure that's like a good way to like kind of keep the same amount of business because this is a huge thing for McDonald's, right? Keep the bad I'm not getting out of my car at a McDonald's. <laughs> well, that's you what they try to go do. inside. Yeah. Fuck you, McDonald's. I've changed my opinion. Okay, hold on. I'm on the FBI's team now. Chicken nuggets for dinner last night. Uh, I'm very jealous. I love McDonald's. Have you had the classic chicken sandwich? No, I don't eat bread anymore. I'm sorry. You ate chicken nuggets last night. They're breaded. Mildly breaded. Mildly? Yes. Okay. Okay, so here's who won. When they truly randomized it and didn't put their fingers on the scale. <laughs> this is the best part. Uh, it was a total PR nightmare because the winning tickets went to a man wearing a full Pizza Hut uniform, <laughs> an owner of a Taco Bell franchise, and a former homeless man who was immediately charged three days later with beating up his fiance. <laughs> like, oh, my totally, God. Like, even that fucked up. So McDonald's just, like, fucking canceled the Monopoly game for, like, three years, but nobody noticed because... 9-11. So that's that's the McDonald's game that's story. Also, don't tap me in public. Like that <laughs> how did they think that was a good idea? If I'm at a fucking McDonald's and I'm getting tapped while I'm there, absolutely not. Don't touch me yeah. at a fast food chain. What if they tapped you with a chicken nugget? <laughs> what if it was like holding the nugget, tap on the shoulder? Ma'am, excuse me, ma'am. You just see a chicken nugget out of the corner of your eye. Oh my God, it's just like my dreams. (laughs) Oh, it's happening. It's happening. (laughs) Jesus is coming back. Uh, Uncle Jerry, by the way, is in jail until he's 104, but he's got MS, so they let him out a while later. Oh, yeah. Nonviolent crime, whatever. Uh, Nonviolent crime that I think embezzled, it's hundreds of millions of dollars. It's huge. Nonviolent, though. Yeah, that's true. He did have to sell all of his houses and cars back um, to McDonald's. He sold them to McDonald's? Well, yeah, but McDonald's got to repossess all oh, the stuff okay. he bought with the money he made on the scheme. So it's a happy ending if you're a fan of McDonald's bottom line. I just don't know why <laughs> McDonald's is totally fine with, like, continuing to pay out to St. Jude's, but this dude has MS. Like, you're going to lock him up? Like, exactly. Let's talk about that. What if his bone marrow has the cure to MS? The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works, but or th- maybe That's his bone exactly marrow is how it works. Yeah, like cure kid cancer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, because he was so sneaky about doing the St. Jude's thing, uh, McDonald's would never admit in court that they knew he did it to them. They all still considered it officially a random thing, so he never got credit for doing that. In McDonald's court. is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were petty. They're I like bitchy. it though. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to give more money to McDonald's, actually. <laughs> Let's start a fundraiser. Let's drive over there and get in line and hope someone taps us on the shoulder. Don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. I hate that. With a do, do people tap you on the shoulder a lot? No, but last night, my friend, uh, we were at a thing, <clears throat> and I didn't. I had not seen him yet at the thing, and okay. he ran up behind me and like grabbed my... Oh, no. Like, not we're friends inside. like that. That's sure. fine, but if I don't know you're coming, yeah. it's scary. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry. I'm just looking up carbs and nuggets because I've done <laughs> it before, uh, and I'm pretty sure it's like eight carbs for three nuggets. So it's not. Yeah, it's pretty minimal. If you want to. Yeah, it's 2.8 grams of carbs. Are we saying carbs, carbs are paleo? 
I'm keto. Keto. But also, I've been monitored or like in vacation mode uh-huh. for a couple days. Well, yeah, but there's also only so since I, I started the a diet. a bunch of fucking chicken nuggets. So there's only three grams of carbs, but there's also only three grams of protein. It's not like. Yeah. The fuck else is it? exactly there's as much there's more fat in there than protein. yeah fat is good that's fine i know whatever but i thought it was all protein it's not a beef jerky i mean chicken Thick. is a loose term <laughs> you say it's how a loose meat funky is your chicken how also loose is your chicken <laughs> I have not thought of that in. in <laughs> Are we talking morally or? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's up to. It's up to beauties the... in the eye of the beholder. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna keep saying. How what? loose is your chicken? What are those called? Yeah, how loose is your chicken? One step forward, two steps back. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when in Rome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. What now? McDonald's. What? Speaking of jail. Oh yeah. Speaking yeah. of prison. <gasps> okay. So my story is about the escape from Alcatraz. So let me believe. There was only one. Sean Connery. Well, there were multiple attempts. Attempts. Mm-hmm. But only one time where people think that it actually probably happened. Nick Cage did it. Yeah, obviously. Did he really? He broke out every... The well, Rock. The Rock. Well, the... Like... Oh, wait. The movie The Rock. I was yeah. like, The Rock didn't break out. He wouldn't need Nick, Nick Cage's help. Dwayne Johnson's done nothing wrong. That's right. No, he hasn't. The only... That's why he was allowed to break o- out of Alcatraz. Yeah, the only uh, cell he's been in is Hell in a Cell, where he's <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. Sorry, I was trying to find my... He wasn't that terrible Southland Tales movie. That was kind of a rage in a cage. I'm just thinking Baywatch was a terrible movie. Baywatch was not that bad. Uh, What? It wasn't that bad. I don't know how God. much weed I, you smoked, but was it wasn't so bad. Ex- I was very high. Apparently not enough. Yeah, it was very high. It was very I good. I love Zac Efron, and I fucking love The Rock, and I was so excited for that movie, and I saw it, and I was like, I have... Who's what the other- kind oh. of good were you expecting? Uh, Maybe along the lines of, like, um, Jumanji. The new Jumanji was fucking great. I, didn't, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, me it's either. It's fucking hilarious. Sounds like a good thing to watch on an airplane. Yeah, mm. do it. You'll LOL on an airplane. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. That's a the marketing team Maybe should have I'll thought watch of that. that on the airplane tomorrow. For their poster. All right. You'll LOL on an airplane. <laughs> Check out our Tag new film. Life. You'll LOL on an airplane. <laughs> Check out our new film about six months after it comes out in theaters. That's when we want you <laughs> yeah. to watch it. Yep. <laughs> on a tiny screen. Okay. So this is the 1962 Escape from Alcatraz. So. For people who don't know what Alcatraz is, no, there are people out there. What? So, if you don't know what Alcatraz is, turn it off. Get out of here. No, I want you to at us (laughs) because you need to be yelled at. Send us your phone number, and Lisa will text you. I will text you facts about Alcatraz. (laughs) Alcafax. Alcafax. We are at Weird Brunch, though, everywhere, even on Google or on Gmail. We, I think, I set up a Gmail account. 
Try it. <laughs> Try it. See what happens. Maybe Try we'll get it. some Alcatraz facts back. Yeah. Speaking of Alcatraz facts. Yes. So <laughs> people call it the rock. Uh, it's a maximum high security federal prison on Alcatraz Island, which is about a mile and a quarter off of the coast of San Francisco, California, and operated as a federal prison from 1934 to 1963. Why'd they stop? Cause it was shitty and people like it cost too much money to keep it going because it was this island and mm-hmm. so eventually it was eroding and on Alcatraz it cost $10 a day to keep a prisoner there and on land it typically cost $3 so they were like oh. so it's hard as fuck yeah but that's a good thing in a prison right I mean mm-hmm. if you want something to be haunted don't you want it to be a prison yeah, yeah. scare them yeah so the building was built in 1910 as a military prison. And it before that, it was the site of a citadel since the 1860s. So it's been there a while. Excuse a me. citadel? Like a church? Is that what citadel means? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so the U.S. Department of Justice bought it in 1933. They upgraded it and made it like a cutting-edge prison. And given it had such uh, high security and the location, how it was in the middle of a bunch of cold water and straw current in the Bay of San Francisco, everybody believed that Alcatraz was completely escape proof and America's strongest prison. Okay. So it was designed to hold prisoners who continuously cause trouble other federal prisons Mm, troublemakers yes so it also held most a bunch of the most ruthless criminals like al capone the birdman of alcatraz machine gun kelly bumpy johnson that rapper that took on eminem Uh was in there he was there (laughs) whitey bulger and that's that's when he really somebody that dude just died whitey bulger did just die i didn't know he was still alive yeah Mm -hmm. Well, he was there. And a guy named Alvin Creepy Carpus. I like the creepy thing. Anyways, so the cell house that Alcatraz was made of. Oops. I please cut this part out. I skipped too far. Okay. Uh, it was four main blocks. You know, cell blocks A, B, C, and D. There was an office, a visitation room, library, a barbershop, and prison cells were nine feet by five feet and seven feet tall. So that's not that bad. I mean, is it this room? It's a dorm Maybe? room. Yeah. The room we're in right now? Yeah. That's a freshman dorm. That's not really not that bad. No. No. Mm-mm. And it had a bed, a desk, a wash basin, a toilet, and a blanket. Yeah. That's, that's everybody's nice. 20s. Yeah. So it was. Why were people so mad? Why were they trying to get out of there? I don't know. Is well, it was a very violent place. So Alcatraz gained notoriety for being the toughest prison in America, and obviously housed a bunch of the scariest dudes. Uh, People often reported acts of brutality and inhumane conditions. 
you know, the security was beating up people, whatever. A man named Ed Wootke was the first guy to commit suicide. This other prisoner later chopped off his own fingers and I really wanted you to say dick. No, 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 no. Just his fingers, not his lower finger. Not the eleventh finger. Is that what we're, no, yeah. I'm gonna call it that. The eleventh finger. I'm about it. <laughs> just, this is my fault. Yeah. Uh after he chopped off his own fingers, he asked another inmate to do the same to his other hand. I don't know, I guess he didn't want to work anymore. Couldn't hold the knife. He should have left the thumb on. He would have been fine. Yeah. It's like a mitten. You know, order of operations. Yeah. Uh, one writer, I like this. One writer described Alcatraz as, quote, the great garbage can of San Francisco Bay into which every federal prison dumps its most rotten apples. Mm. So. See? <laughs> you see, couple? Well, rotten apples was a much meaner thing to say yeah. about somebody back then. Yeah. So, in 1962, this is when the escape happens. And it's successfully, quote, successfully carried out by Frank Morris, John Anglin, and his brother Clarence Anglin. So, Frank Morris was born in D.C., was abandoned in childhood, and became an orphan, and went through a bunch of foster homes and was convicted of his first crime when he was 13. When by his late teens, he had been arrested for narcotics and armed robbery and that type of thing. Oh, the good fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly it was all robberies, some type of theft, grand larceny in Miami for stealing cars. Florida man. He's just Mm -hmm. a, yeah, Mm -hmm. they're all Floridians. Yeah. Uh, It's because of those Florida cops. Yeah. So he keeps getting arrested. He's serving time. He escapes from like multiple prisons because he has his he's super smart. They measure his IQ and he's in the top two percent. He has an IQ of one hundred and thirty three. And because he keeps escaping, they send him to Alcatraz. Mm. I believe Sylvester Stallone has played this character before that. Wasn't there that movie where he was with Arnold Schwarzenegger and they had to break out of like Is that her rock? Prison? I just feel like there's a that either one of those guys will have a really hard time playing 133 IQ. Yeah. That's true. Good point. So Stallone wears glasses sometimes. <laughs> that changes everything. It does. You know what? You're I'm gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. So John and Clarence Algin Anglin, sorry. Uh, they're like BFFs. They're two brothers who were born pretty much a year apart from each other in a family of 13. Their parents were, you know, seasonal farm workers. They hung out with each other most of the time. And then they also start stealing stuff in their early, I guess, teens. Keep getting arrested. They're both eventually arrested together for robbing banks. That was their deal. They constantly robbed banks. That's it. One of them is not bad looking. I will show you. It's Clarence. If you want to look up Clarence. Clarence parents have a real good marriage. Pretty hot. (laughs) 
So no, I mean, if you're gonna have 13 kids, one's gonna turn out all right. Yeah. Yep. So they also keep trying to escape prison in Atlanta, and they're like, "All right, boys, you're going to Alcatraz, also." Wait, they sent him all the way from Atlanta to Alcatraz? Yeah. They didn't have and some badass offshore thing no, in Georgia? Well, uh, Morris was sent from Florida. This is where they dump all their bad apples, dude. Quick stop for a fun fact. Yes. Everybody makes fun of Australia for being a prison colony. Uh-huh. Guess what Georgia was initially? A prison state? Yeah, that's right. It was a prison colony. Isn't prison state like a Alex Jones thing? Uh, Yeah. Probably. I, I mean, know. I'm sure he's put those two words together. Yeah. My last, I mean, I'll search it, but my last two Google searches were the Clarence parents have a, like that whole thing <laughs> from Eminem. And then the one before that was Rikers Island. So I know I'm on a list somewhere. Cool. Uh, so <laughs> some people don't know. So the three men are the ones who supposedly escaped, but there was a fourth guy named Alan West who was born in New York City in prison for car theft, same deal, was an was a fuck up in prison in Atlanta, and they sent him to Alcatraz as well. So what happens is Morris in prison develops this plan with the Angle, the Anglin brothers, and Alan West, and they create this plan because they're all in cells right next to each other. Mm -hmm. Good idea. I mean, I guess most of the people in Alcatraz have probably tried to escape from prison, but maybe not all of them are in the top 2% of I, I guess they got to put them people. next to somebody. It's like a wedding thing. That's true. You if know, you're like, all fuck-ups. Yeah, eventually you're yeah. just like, look, that person sucks, but they have to sit next to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So Morris... <laughs> thinks of this elaborate plan. So working at night for six months, they're widening and opening these ventilation ducts that are at the back of their cells. And they're using blades discarded by prison guards, spoons, anything they can find that's hard and opening the vents. Don't <laughs> sorry. Don't, sorry. No. I didn't. I didn't. Hmm. I didn't. Opening the vents behind their prison cells because there's um, an unguarded area. It's like a corridor behind the cells. So how do they know that? Because Morris is a smarty he's pants. Because 133 IQ. He probably opened he can his. see through the wall. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Opened his kind of noticed like, hey, here's a little space of my own. But yeah. also I can get to my buddy's areas with my hardened tool. Uh, so they conceal these widened holes mm -hmm. with uh, cardboard and paint. Shawshank style. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So at night, Morris plays the accordion. It was allowed by the prison. It was called like music time. So this Morris. really sounds like a nice place to be. I, you know? Yeah. Uh, Morris plays the accordion like while the guys worst, work. Annoying. Yeah. Kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So in once they widen all the holes enough for the guys to kind of get out into this corridor behind their cells, they start to build things, maybe less of build and more like amass things that are, that are going to help them escape. Oh, excuse 
Um, so they amass 50 raincoats that they craft what? into. Yeah, they craft. How do you get 50 raincoats? I don't in know. Prison. Trade for them in prison. But the. Yeah. That's a lot of raincoats. It coats. is a lot of raincoats. The 60s were but more it's, interesting. you know, six months, and if you're on an you sure island... it wasn't like 50 condoms, and they're just mm, being polite? Hey. Hey. Uh, <laughs> so, the raincoats are to... The raincoats are to make preserves based on a de- design they saw in Popular Mechanics to make a 6 by 14 foot rubber raft. Oh, and okay. there is... A, there are steam pipes in this corridor and they're using the steam pipes to melt the raincoats together in order to make this raft. That is smart. And they also stole this accordion-like concertina, mm-hmm. which is literally what it sounds like. It's like a little accordion, like the thing you use yep. to blow up your air mattress. Mm-hmm. So they stole that from some other prison inmate. I don't know why he had that. And so they have this raft created. Their plan is to make, or they say that they created scrap wood, um, oars and, uh, do it. Do it. Just do it in mic. Go. Come on. You're tr- no. Oh. No. There you there go. Oh, now we know how we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so they have something to inflate the raft. They have paddles. And the idea was that they would climb a ventilation shaft into <laughs> a large, leading to a large fan and grill on the roof, cut away the things that are holding the shaft in place, <laughs> and then make their way down the side of the building. Mm-hmm. So... If you've seen the movie, you know that they also make dummies of their own heads. Wait, the which movie? There's a movie. The yeah, Rock. Yeah, with Clint Eastwood. How many? Alcatraz. There's a few. Oh. I think, right? I, so, the way they conceal their absences, not only wait, they when, did a Ferris Bueller like they put fake thems in their beds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, it's also they're also. Like I said, they're working in the corridor at night. So for six months, they're working in this corridor together. They make these paper mache heads of themselves. Where are they getting the... Out of... Okay. Yeah. Out of a mixture of soap, toothpaste, concrete dust, and toilet paper. They also got hair from the barbershop of the prison because i was thinking like fuck it's all made of pubes but mm-hmm. it's definitely hair from the barbershop floor mm-hmm. and they would pile clothing and towels under their blankets and leave the dummy heads on the pillows so it looked like they were sleeping when they were actually working wow. on their escape somebody like was secretly a crafter you should look it up because their heads look pretty real mm-hmm. especially if you're only seeing like the back of it like it looks fucking real so, on the night of June 11th, 1962, everything is fucking ready and it's time to escape. West, more, or Adam, not Adam West. Uh-huh. Anyways, West had used cement to cover up this cum- crumbling co- concrete <laughs> around the ventilation opening like it wasn't 
he couldn't just cover it up with cardboard. It wasn't working anymore. So he thought he could put a little bit of concrete to cover it up. And it turns out it hardened and narrowed the hole so much that and fixed the grill in place that was already there. And he couldn't fucking get it open the night that they were supposed to escape. Mm. They he finally gets through and goes up to the roof and everybody's already gone. So West was completely left behind. And when he was he cooperated with like the FBI and everybody to tell them what their plan was and ended up not getting in trouble because he told them the plan. So I guess that's kind of a silver lining. I don't know. I feel yeah, bad like for the guy. He's a snitch to me. He's the St. Jude's piece. Yeah, right? Of this whole thing. So from the service, this is how it happens. From the source, sir, the I'm bad today. I'm sorry. You're not bad. You're not. You're fine. I am. I feel bad. <laughs> from the service okay. corridor... <laughs> From the service corridor, Morris and the England brothers climbed the ventilation shaft to the roof. And then the guards actually heard this big, loud crash when they broke out of the shaft. But since <laughs> there was no other noises afterwards, they were like, I'm sure it's fine. Right. Because so when there's only one noise. Yeah, there's one that's noise. That's a squirrel. Nothing else. Yeah. They don't go up and investigate. That's an island squirrel. Yeah. So hauling their gear with them. They climb 50 feet to the ground by this vent pipe oh. and then climb two 12-foot barbed wire perimeter fences. And they're finally on the northeast shoreline of the compound near the plant, which is a blind spot in the prison network's searchlights and gun towers. Okay. So they can't see them. There, they inflate the raft with the thing that they stole. And right around 10 p.m. or what everybody thinks, they hop on the raft and launch it into San Francisco Bay trying to get to Angel Island, which is two miles north. And they were just paddling with their hands? That's, there's two different, yeah, nobody really knows. Okay. I thought they had paddles. They did, but no one, I guess no paddles really were, or maybe there were paddles discovered. Let's read on. So the escape wasn't discovered until the next morning. And because they didn't get discovered because of the dummy heads, like, yeah. way to go, guys. Your paper mache is amazing. It's um, all right. It's good enough. It's pretty great. So there's air and sea. Everybody's land searching. Everybody, the military is there. Law enforcement is there. Over the next 10 days, they're fucking searching everywhere for these three guys. Then on June 14th, which is two days later, the Coast Coast Guard picked up a paddle, hey, Mm. floating off about 200 yards off the shore of Angel Island. And on that same day, Workers on another boat found a wallet wrapped in plastic containing names, addresses, and photos of the Anglin's friends and relatives. Whoa. On June 21st. That's a really good clue. Yeah. So June 12th is when the search happens. On Mm -hmm. June 21st, shreds of raincoat material believed to be the remnants of the raft are found 
on a beach not far from Golden Gate Bridge, which is pretty mm-hmm. close if you've ever been there. Uh, and then a day later, a prison boat picked up a deflated life jacket about 50 yards off of the Alcatraz Island. And no physical evidence of the men's fate was ever found. So they just vanished? So FBI comes in and says, yeah, they drowned. Like, no, they got ate by a whale. Yeah. They totally drowned. Totally a whale. <laughs> no, I'm with the whale theory. But when they actually searched and dragged for bodies, nothing was found. Well, it's the ocean. The Pacific Ocean. You can't drag the Pacific Ocean. But, like, that part, you can see it. Like, it's not huge. Well, they're outside the Golden yeah, Gate, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. They're which, outside the breakwaters. Which specific ocean was it? The Pacific. Pacific Ocean. <laughs> the specific Pacific Ocean. <laughs> so, during this FBI investigation, a guy named Robert Chechi, sure. who was a San Francisco police officer, said that at 1 a.m. on the night of June 12th, he saw an illegal boat in the bay near Alcatraz. And a few minutes later, the boat left under the go- the Golden Gate Bridge. And he thought that the prisoners had somehow coordinated somebody to come pick them up in the raft. So they didn't have uh. to actually make it to the island. They had somebody pick them up but how would they do that carrier pigeon that's just the Mm. the fbi was like nope right so that's one of the theories another one was that whale a norwegian ship found a body floating off in the ocean 15 nautical miles from the golden gate bridge they didn't get the body but they were like yo san francisco there's a body out here and this guy was like, hey, man, it's been a month. Like, a body wouldn't be floating after a month of decay. Yeah, it'd go down. And he... What about salt water? Well, that's what the coroner, whoever, said. He mm. was like, there's no way. And then they found human bones eight months later that washed up on the shore, which I guess means bones float. I don't know. Uh, they, they, fl- they swim. Bones swim. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the currents. <laughs> um, so they find these bones right on the beach of Golden Gate Bridge and they bury them under the name John Bones. What? Who buried what? what? <laughs> it says John Bones Doe. Mm-hmm. So that's I don't know. John Doe Bones. That's is what adorable. I think. Who did this? Eight I year don't olds? Know. Maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> At the time, people speculated that they belonged to a man of Morris's or they were they belonged to a man of Morris's height and age. But that's Which all was they like could figure out. Medium height, medium age, right? Yes. Yeah. So and later on Basic bones. Yeah. <laughs> they dug up those bones when DNA testing came around mm. and tested them against one of Morris's relatives and they did not match. Mm. Morris was adopted. Maybe. I don't think. Well, yeah, he was an orphan. Way to find that out. Yeah, seriously. He was an orphan, but I think he had a kid. So. Oh, one of those kind of relatives. No. Um, So after all this happens, 
Wes cooperates, tells everybody about the plan that they had and, you know, doesn't get in trouble for it after. So Alcatraz closes the year after this happens in 1963. They're like, this is too expensive. We're done. We give up. Yeah. This is a pain in the ass. Wes gets transferred to Washington where he ends up getting in a fight with someone and like stabbing somebody and then he finally gets released in the 70s and then like that same year gets arrested again for grand larceny um at least he went big you know he's a he's a thief it sounds Mm. like most dudes in there were just fuck-ups who stole a lot Mm -hmm. uh so there have been lots of alleged sightings of the three men so a day after the escape, a man claiming to be John Anglin called a lawyer in San Francisco and arranged a meeting with the U.S. Marshal's office. And the FBI was like, no, it's fake. So nothing ever came of it. Like they didn't meet with him? Mm-mm. Well, that's dumb. Yeah. I mean, just for funsies. If they're going to bury Bones and call him John Bones Doe, they should John have enough time Bones to like. Doe. This is seriously like some fucking. Mm-hmm elementary school bullshit going on here. yeah what's with the fbi this is j edgar hoover's a lot FBI of people just too. being like yeah. no that's nothing but they did hmm. so in january of 1965 the fbi investigated a rumor that clarence anglin was living in brazil and considered it so significant that they sent agents down to South America to find him. Oh, yeah. Those agents definitely volunteered and were super persuasive about needing to Mm -hmm. go investigate it. So nothing Mm -hmm. came of that. So over the years, the family members of the England brothers, remember they were like two of 13, 13, occasionally received many unsigned postcards over the years. They were signed by Jerry, Jerry and Joe. They had Christmas cards from them that were like to mother from John. Merry Christmas. Um, Robert, one of the brothers, said that he thinks uh, maybe it was pranks, but maybe it was his brothers. So the mom received flowers on Mother's Day every day until her death. And the flowers were sent by anonymous. No card, no nothing. 4chan. Yeah. When she died, two very tall, unusual women in heavy makeup attended her funeral and then disappeared. Yeah, that's every funeral. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) So sightings keep happening in Florida and Georgia of the England brothers and then the Anglin brothers' father's father died, mm-hmm. and two strangers in beards showed up at the funeral home. And according to another brother, they stood in front of the casket, looking at the body for a few minutes, cried, and then walked out, and no one ever saw him. Mm. So there are sightings. Yeah. Possibly. Okay. In 2018 <gasps> that's this the year. year of our lord <laughs> the fbi confirmed that the existence of a letter written by one of the escapees john anglin had forced them to reopen the case the this letter year? they reopened yeah, well it? they talked about it this oh, year okay the letter was received by the san francisco police department in 2013 and it claims that the other two escapees made it and went 
on to say that Frank Morris died in 2008 and Clarence died in 2011. So, so that leaves who? That leaves uh, the second the England, England brother, John yeah. Anglin. The mm. U.S. Marshal Office is still investigating the case and it will remain open until all three escapees turn 100. Okay. That sounds fun. It sounds like a fun gig at the FBI. I think they made it. Yeah, I think they made it. I'm I'm still on the whale theory. People, so nowadays a lot of people whales like there. swim yeah. the yeah. route just to prove that it's possible. Oh, yeah, I have heard that for mm-hmm. sure. Like Mythbusters did some shit on it and concluded that it was possible. It's totally possible. Like, I just, yeah. I don't know. I just got this feeling that they would fuck it up at some point. It would be like too perfect. They'd have to be too perfect at every step of the way. Maybe. Plus, don't they hate each other? Like, the, aren't they violent Well, people? they're all thieves. Mm, okay. They're Honor not, among thieves. Yeah. All right. They're not What's his murderers. name was there? Who? Al Capone. Al Capone. Yeah. He went crazy there because of the Sith. I know. I actually almost brought that story. Because <gasps> of the what? Syphilis. Oh, I thought you said syphilis. Seth. No, because of Seth, this Mm. guy. Yeah, Seth. So that's the very short version of Alcatraz. They escape from Alcatraz. I'm going to watch that movie now. I want to watch it. Is Clint Eastwood one of the escapees, or is he like. Yeah, I think he's Morris. Mm. Uh, I saw it when I was a kid, but I can't remember it very well. Weird. What? Paper mache. That part is the weirdest part to me. I mean, it's I mean, just of all the things. It's clever. Yeah, it's smart. What else are you going to use? I guess. You don't have any mannequins, but they did find raincoats. It sounds like there was a J.C. Penny there. Sorry there might I said have been. That. I'm really sorry I said that. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Someone well, will hear it, and they'll just turn us off from what I just said. Um, cool. So... Speaking of thieves and serial killers, as we were, um, mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to you about a serial killer, La mm-hmm. Dama del Silencio. Okay. The Woman of Silence? Si. Si. Carina. Mm. Si. So this actually <laughs> has to do with a uh, Lucha Libre... Oh, I know this one. Wrestler. Um, So she had a pink butterfly mask. Uh, She was a Mexican professional wrestler. She it's translated to English as the Lady of Silence, as we believe just said. But she's actually better known as La Mata Viejitas, the old lady killer. Nice. What? So, uh... From the late 90s to the mid-aughts, death toll had been mounting in central Mexico. We're all very aware of this. Yeah. Things weren't going really great for Mexico at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, despite being already being a high crime er, uh, a high crime ra- rate. High crime rate is hard to say. Mm-hmm. Try it. High okay. crime rate. High crime rate. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so despite the what you guys said. The elderly were typically seen as off limits. There's still a very respectful scenario for, for going killing? on. Killing, yeah, just, just in general. In general, the crime in general. Okay, they were crime. Like, you know what? We're going to respect our elders. 
We're not going to fuck with the old folks. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is what made uh, La Mata Viejitas crimes especially shocking. Because her targets were all women 60 and older. Mm. What a bitch. Like, women should support each other. Whatever. <laughs> I know. So, what Easy she would do... targets, though. That's true. true. That I is mean... true. However, my mom is, like, 62, and I wouldn't Your mom could kick my her. ass. Yeah. Your mom could kick There's my like ass. There's, like, those words, like, wiry and spry. Gotta look yeah. out for those ones. Spryery. Yeah. Spryery. Um, <laughs> so... Jump uh, real high. The killer's M.O. was to approach elderly women, typically living alone, gain entry into their homes under the pretext of being a social worker, offering to sign up the victim for welfare programs. Jesus Christ. Wow. The poorest of the poor. Fucking awful. Um, Probably better welfare programs than uh, La Mata Viejitas would then beat or strangle them to death, afterwards stealing items of religious significance as trophies. What? Like rosaries yeah. and yeah. Oh wow! Uh, we about to get into it because this gets some Santeria bullshit. Oh cool. Her. Okay, okay, I'm in. Um, it was not until 2006 that La Mata Viejitas reign of terror finally came to an end. The culmination of a two-year manhunt came after an elderly woman was strangled to death with a stethoscope in a borough of Mexico hmm. City. Wow, that is not on the clue board. <laughs> I like the stethoscope, uh, stethoscope. stethoscope thing. In a borough of Mexico City. With a luchador mask. <laughs> I would play that clue. That clue Fuck sounds yeah. way more fun. Like yeah. luchador? Serial killer f- clue? Luch- yes. Do you have exist? to guess which serial killer? Oh my God. I think we if just Monopoly made a million dollars has though. other yeah. versions, there should be versions. Or McDonald's should do it. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so following her murder, a breakthrough occurred. An eyewitness reported a suspect fleeing the scene who was described as a sturdily built middle-aged woman. Initially, the police were certain the killer was a cross-dresser. Mm. There, the, that's the term. I mean, that's a Robert place. Durst right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, after all, criminologists had determined the killer to be a man. Of course. Well, got news for you, Mexico. <laughs> Turns out this was actually 48-year-old Juana Barraza. Okay. And she is um, all buff from wrestling. She is. She's buff as fuck because okay. she is a She's lucha. also real tall, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be stereotypical about it, sure. If I'm a cop, I'm going to be like, this seems like this. But like, this is why we shouldn't make assumptions. Cops. Can this one be called bad cops? Done. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> As her arrest became public, bits and pieces of her story slowly began to emerge. She came from an abusive household. Sure. Check. She had a killer. Yeah. Got it. Killed her pets. Later, her son was murdered in an attempted mugging. Check. Mur- serial killer. We got it. Oh, wow. That's more like a That's movie backstory. Yeah. 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 The, the fact that this hasn't been made into a movie is insane. She Oof. opposite Spider-Man. She Catwoman. She Catwoman. She Catwoman. You're right. Yeah. This incident led her already dark life down an even darker path. So keep in mind that her son was murdered because that's going to come up in a minute. Despite only being charged for post-millennium crimes, speculation has since linked her to a series of murders that began in the late 90s when she was in her early 40s. 
which would place the start of these killings in the same time frame as the aftermath of her son's murder, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I'm crazy. Check. Uh, Barraza was so damaged. This is a, a... criminologist believes this barraza was so damaged by her experiences she ended up targeting old ladies because she identified them with her mother Mm. yes that's how that works psycho style Mm -hmm. so she also had a shrine in her home devoted to and this is where we bring in dead son uh devoted to santa muerte the (gasps) saint of death i have a santa muerte fucking candle on right by my door right now let's go light it nope i would rather not no that is some fucking you are inviting some shit up in here that's the end of the episode we we can do it (laughs) that's fine (laughs) i mean fuck it why not yeah Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i get that i'm the weird one that believes in ghosts and shit but like maybe we don't do that okay i want to play you something we can do it's fine i don't live here i won't it, i would just worry for you whitney um another I've discovery a closet with a bolt on the inside it's fine okay oh yeah that's right oh. yeah you're safe um so s- have y'all like ever seen anything on santa muerte and the people that no yes follow oh yes it's it's v- it's pretty intense okay um like in what way like if it i want to make sure before i s- Mm. Is that the one where they like will crawl on their knees through the streets? Oh, I don't know that. Oh, I think I have seen something on. Hold on. What did this play a minor part in Breaking Bad? Like the two brothers who came out, weren't they like connected to this? Probably. Thing. Yeah. Let me make sure. I feel like we should have. I'm talking about Dana the right thing. Or somebody from Mexico to actually speak to it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. I already did my part. I translated the easiest thing to translate. That's so my, that's my cultural knowledge. It came to an end. Maybe maybe we can get sponsored by Netflix, but I did see um, something about Santa Muerte on Dark Tourist. Okay. So he went to, and what it is is like, it's, it's pretty, I like it. I think it's pretty cool, but basically it's um, people that are like um, in positions of uh not the best economic like their socioeconomics are are maybe a lower level than uh middle class and it's typically people that have like maybe a drinking problem or a drug problem or Mm -hmm. something so a lot of times santa muerte will like help them come out of that um like the downtrodden yeah, it's the downtrodden, and they kind of—it's more of like a celebratory thing, not like an "I owe you something" thing, mm. but more of like I escaped death from this addiction, okay. and now I can celebrate death in this way. So a lot of people that lose loved ones are also yeah. Santa Muerte followers. Yeah, it's definitely something to um, look into. It's—I think it's pretty cool. It also scares the shit out of me. Um, let's see. You got to be on the good side of death. That's true. Life? (laughs) I guess. I mean, if you're a glass half full kind of person. Mm. I'm definitely a white claw half full kind of person. (laughs) I am. White claw, please sponsor us. (laughs) I'm just, I'm half dead. Um, Oh. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) Another discovery from the search quickly became that she, uh, 
they found a picture of her dressed as a luchadora. Um, she posed with a short bleach blonde hair. She's outfitted in peak spandex with golden accents, complemented by a butterfly motif on her waistline in the form of a lucha libre mask. Hmm. I can picture that. That sounds nice. It's a good description. And over her shoulder, she proudly sports a championship belt. She's Hell good. Yeah. She's so yeah. good. So her career in the colorful world of Lucha Libre was largely confined to the bottom tier in the independent outskirts of Lucha Libre. When police asked how she chose the ring name of La Dama del Silencio, she responded that she chose the moniker because I am quiet and keep to myself. Oh, my God. Mm. That is the stereotypical description of a serial killer. And it's almost like she knew that. Oh, she reads. She's got her shit down. Um, so in her day-to-day life, presenting herself in uh, public as a wrestler is what provided her with a plausible cover for traveling, being awake odd hours, and having access to all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And weapons. Mm-hmm. You mean her guns? Yeah, right. Like arms. That's what I said. No. I lifted up my arms. Then. No one's wrong here. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Sorry. I don't want people to know where I found this. Why? It's Is it embarrassing? It's embarrassing for me. She wrote it in third grade. <laughs> it's on Yahoo News. Mm-hmm. I Yeah. It's a <laughs> Facebook answer. You know, Yahoo is really embarrassing. <laughs> when I catch other people looking at Yahoo News, I just can't respect them anymore. Didn't they finally get bought by like the man? <laughs> Not even the man. Like somebody really pathetic like Tyson's Chicken or something bought Yahoo. Probably. Tyson's Chicken? Never mind. Well, they bought my family's old property it doesn't matter Lisa, oh my god you're related up. to yahoo <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not i'm adopted oh right adopted by yahoo so people have like investigated other uh lucha libre wrestlers to see if they've ever come across her and they said that they have which is kind of because it seems like people were like mm, i think she's lying but mm. some other wrestlers were like yeah we knew that we knew la dama del silencio they knew she was a serial killer or they just knew her? They uh, had dealt with her not in the capacity as a professional wrestler, but for events she promoted oh. in the year prior to her arrest. So she was more of a promoter at okay. this time. I mean, before, very likely she was a wrestler. Uh, <clears throat> they, uh, While they said that they didn't know her well, she didn't look like a killer. She was clean, polite, and conducted herself respectably. She had a good reputation and was a friend of many. Serial killer. You can't trust anybody, guys. Oh, come on. Is it that bad? Is it that bad, Karina? I have to pee really bad, too. This I've been I am so it. close. I am so close to done. <laughs> go to the go to the pee. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Go to the pee. Uh, unsurprisingly, these days, it's difficult to find a luchador who will admit having known her. No one wants to say they worked with her because of her crimes. Really? I would yeah. totally talk about that. Um, I don't, I think, I don't know. I think that if, cause to me now, like when you think about this as a 
like if she was a promoter for wrestling shows, if I found out the promoter for the wrestling company I work with was a serial killer, I'd probably mm-hmm. be like, I don't, I don't really know him. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I feel like it's an easy publicity thing. Like, from the people who murdered a bunch of old ladies comes this wrestling thing. Yeah, I don't know. Would you be my manager? I just feel like you yeah. maybe have a better view of how to use things. Yeah, we'll just spin it, man. Um, So when all was said and done, she confessed to the murder of four victims. But she has since maintained that she's being used as a scapegoat for the rest. Okay, so those other ladies strangled themselves. Um, I think the rest are the ones that happened in the 90s where they were like, oh. probably these two. Because it was yeah, right after her get, son was yeah, murdered. People, and so they tack shit on if it's convenient. Yeah, if you've killed more than one you person, you've killed it. everybody. Yeah. Um, it's hard out there for serial killers. So she was ultimately convicted of killing 11 women. That's so she was convicted of 11. She's only claiming for... Uh, it's believed to it's believed that she could have committed as many as twenty four to forty nine murders. Woo. That is a large range of murders. Yeah. Uh, to this date, the number is unsurpassed by any known serial killer in Mexico. She's currently serving seven hundred and fifty nine year prison sentence no. for her crimes. A lot of one and done in there. Uh, in two thousand fifteen, she found love and wed another inmate. Who was also being held for murder. Okay. The two divorced in 2016. <laughs> they got divorced? Was it amicable? I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. We can write her a letter I probably. I feel like, I mean, have you ever looked up the list of serial killers on Wikipedia? Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, the most popular page on Wikipedia. Is it really? It's like up there. Yeah. Wait, what is the most popular page on Wikipedia? I think it changes day to day, but I mean. Serial- Porn. <laughs> what is it wikipedia <laughs> tell me more porn. about it Will what's there their like creative there? commons example photo for porn because uh, like that's got to be a yeah, goal right? for somebody i want to do a whole episode on wrestlers who have like done fucking weird shit oh, there's so many there are and i would Hulk say hogan saying the n-word let's talk about of it. the rest <laughs> of them are males so hmm. probably you know yeah chose the one woman who did it and, and she did it better than anybody else because yeah. you know what put your mind Where's to the it list of, there it is list of serial killers by country because i still don't believe that mexico she she was only convicted of 11 people but they say it's 20 well 49 49 so if we're going 49 let's see if anyone's beaten 49 okay, i'm going there mexico let's see What Why doesn't hell? it say how many people they killed? The Who's co- killed the most? That's it, my question. It's an old oil lamp from Greece, by the way. The Wikipedia image on the porn article. <laughs> oh, I thought... I was like, the guy I thought who you killed were, a bunch of people? Yeah, I thought you were calling some bu- some human an <laughs> old <laughs> oil lamp. I was like, yeah. well, god damn, that's a read. <laughs> He's really just an old oil lamp. No, this is a if very you know disappointing what I article. Mean. <laughs> I do want to make old oil lamp something. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> There's someone called Delfina and, oh, it's a couple. Delfina and Maria de Jesus Gonzalez. 
who killed 91 people. Well, I think well, that if we average that out, that's still and only they 45 only each. 45 and a half. 40 years in prison. So, yeah, well, that lighthouse deal. keeper did a number. He did a pretty good job. Yeah, that was technically owned by Mexico, Mexico at the time. Then. Yeah, so I don't think there were enough people on the island to be to break the record. Yeah. Not to get to to forty nine. Like her upper limit is well outside the margin of error. There's a guy named Fernando. Yeah. She was convicted of eleven. She's claiming four, and then people are like, maybe forty nine. Yeah, come on. There's a guy named Fernando Leva who was convicted of thirty three and suspected of hundred and thirty seven. What? Maybe it's they are sus AF in Mexico. Maybe she's just like the female most murdered. I don't know. Hmm. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I doubt it. You have failed. Your I'm sorry. Your embarrassing source was. Stats. Yeah. I won't tell you the source until we are not recording. Got it. And then I will tell you the source because it is a great source, but it is an embarrassing. It's source. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I just call her. She made her. a whole story. I'm about like, hey, it tell me the Instagram. weirdest shit you know. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that would be the best phone call ever. Like, yeah. if I ever get on the phone with Lowe's, one day we're gonna, gonna do it. I'll yeah. just start Instagramming, like replying to all of her Instagrams where she's stealing kids and being like, yeah. hey, it's the weirdest shit you know. <laughs> I saw some kids to be about on you. the corner just that need to know. be taken somewhere. Could you come help? Also. Let's hang out. What's it? Why is that what she's doing now? She's just like a Boy Scout. She's just helping oh, people cross the street. Seen. She's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know that. I thought we had talked about her oh, stealing about the this. children. Yeah. 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 Never mind. I remember now. Um, that was a lot of Teen Vogue articles ago. I love it because I used today. I used an example of one of her Instagram posts where she blatantly drops her sponsorship from lawyers.com mm-hmm. and she's like this costume isn't scary enough to make you go to jail when you have lawyers.com nice try and i used grandma. it in like a reason why i didn't want to do something on our social media today it's <laughs> like we don't want to be like Lindsay lohan sounds like a good halloween costume not the lawyer costume the post itself would be pretty good i'll show it to you just the caption yeah oh my god i have to pee so bad i have to too now okay just bail out middle episode we guys it's not the middle it's the end we are at the end you have to i feel like karina you always ask what we learned so you what did well we already know what we learned we learned that cops suck at their jobs they do like prison guards florida cops uh fbi the mexican Mm -hmm. fbi Mm -hmm. uh Whatever they're called, the federales. I forgot why I said that cops sucked in my story, even though it was like five, no. ten minutes ago. It's because they kept thinking it was a man, right? They, cause oh, they yeah. thought it was a man. Because they're yeah. sexist. Because they sexist. never take into account that it could be a man or a gigantic female professional wrestler. That's, that's Mexico <laughs> for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's fucking Mexico. It was China. China went down there before she... Oh, man, R.I.P. Well, Johnny happened in China? Oh, yeah. China. God, I loved her. Yeah. Did she OD? Is that what she died, right? Yes. She is Mm. no longer with us. Um I do not recall the specific reasoning, but I think you may be correct. She was on one of the reality shows and I really enjoyed her. uh, The Surreal Life. And it was great because she wouldn't sleep and she would just stay up and dance and like do weird shit like she's swinging her hair around. 
Man, she was. If we ever do a live event, I want to watch (laughs) an entire season of The Surreal Life. Okay. For an entire day. Okay. Okay. We could also just have a a day at your house and do that. We don't have to make it a live event. Where is it streaming? Well, we can buy it. Lisa, where can we find that streaming? Uh, iTunes. iTunes. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Alexa. (laughs) Alexa, where can I watch The Surreal Life? Be a good I do like that your Alexa's in the kitchen. That's where she should be. You know we what I mean? We have <laughs> three Alexas. Oh. Two yeah. in the streets, one in the sheets. One in the paint. Oh, there she is. I knew there was a... <laughs> there's someone I went to high school with as a professional wrestler. What? Eve, Eve Torres. Damn. Yeah. I've got like lady bodybuilders, but not She was in WWE. Wrestlers. That's fucking from, cool. Like, oh, 07 to 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit's fun. We need to go back the next time. It's Raw funny because in Austin because it's fucking. Fun. She's you like, should also come to the one that I do. Oh that yeah. I work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm super sure. fun. Okay. Kids love it. I know. Adults, Adults love, love it. it. <laughs> what about There's tweens? Booze there. Oh, tweens do love it. They won't act like they do because they're like, I'm fucking cool. But, but then they'll be like, What's that hot? person doing the last time my hot people are fighting the last Mm -hmm. time i showed my children a professional wrestling match they were traumatized like they both couldn't believe what they just saw and then charlotte asked me are they both in trouble now after the match was over would you tell them yes yes yes. (laughs) no fighting allowed yes they're both in trouble no i told them they were acting and they were just pretending to hit each other no wrestling's not fake people no i didn't say it was fake i said they were acting okay uh just to make her feel better about the pain that was involved the the real actual pain that was involved yeah um and and then she was confused as to why anybody would uh enjoy acting out violence because i raised her right that's sweet damn (laughs) I don't know. She's very very sensitive. She doesn't like a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that sounds like you're kidding. That's a good note to end on because I have to pee real bad. Okay. Okay. You're free. Well, follow us. Thanks, everyone. Follow us us. at Weird Brunch and email us Mm -hmm. if you have story suggestions to weirdbrunch at gmail.com that I am 70% sure I (laughs) made. (laughs) Okay, Bye. bye.